My name is DJ Ra. My name is MC Helios. Welcome to an extremely high temperature edition of the show entitled... There Goes the Sun! There it goes. Goodbye. Yes. But not yet. Not quite yet. Um, in possibly a companion piece to our epic journey through the solar system, which you can get by going to projectmoonbase.com slash planets, we thought maybe we should actually focus our attention on the heart of the solar system and bring you a show entirely themed around the world of our nearest star, that being the sun, of course. I um, can't believe that we haven't I know. done this so far. And We've uh, overlooked that. We've been we, looking around. Well, well, we are mainly obsessed with the moon. That's our main focus of interest. It's and, all about the moon. And we have done a show about that too as well. And we're always doing a show about the moon, really, because here we are on the moon. Here we are on the moon. Avoiding taxes and right. criminal proceedings and <laughs> and the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> and the Papal Guard, amongst others. Right. In amongst all of the uh, nuclear fusion, though, we do, of course, have MC Helios and his unnecessary news. This is not merely a pleasant fancy. The following inscription, though of a later date, is typical of many found in Egyptian tombs. May I inhale the sweet air of the north wind, which is fragrant with the incense of my god. Profound words, sir. Mm. Yes, we're going to start by playing a track called Sunny Honey, which is uh, brought to us by uh, German actress and songstress Ushi Moza. You can find this on uh, Funky Fräulein's Volume 2. And uh, she started, I don't think she had a huge, uh, uh, hugely successful career, either as an actress or as a pop singer. This is a, a song which you can find in her, her uh, classic film, Atem Los for Liebe, Yearning for Love. And uh, as I say, it's a song of hers called Sunny Honey. Sunny honey, my sugar, sugar, 
Ushi Moser with uh, Sunny Honey for an album called Funky Four Lines Volume 2. I think uh, more highly of, of uh, Ushi <laughs> than does uh, DJ Ra, clearly. As uh, I thought that was a rather successful, it was, wasn't it? It was, upbeat. Yes. And it was a German, not pretending to be anybody. I know. Just pretending to be a German. Just being themselves. And not even pretending. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> now... Ladies and gentlemen, moving on to a gentleman yes. who invented the electric sitar. He did, it, yes. Didn't he? Although he's not using that on this. No, not on this particular track, no. But, um, but he's the... got it. He could have if he wanted. <laughs> it's in the back... he? You might be able to hear it resonate exciting in the background. Mm. Um, this is the great uh, guitarist, Vinnie Bell, uh, one of our... one of our, he's in, I think he must be in, if he's not already in the Bass Hall of Fame. He's certainly he in should, the Pantheon. He certainly should be um, for his great guitar work. Um, and this is from an album called Big 16 Guitar Favorites, which contains one of the greatest versions of Caravan. Uh, which we have played in the in the past, which means we can never play it again. Never. <laughs> so maybe we should. Don't even speak of it. <laughs> we should. I guess there's a slight uh, nod to uh, another great uh, guitar pioneer and virtuoso, that being, of course, Les Paul, who had a, a massive hit with this uh, song, but lots of other people have covered it too. This is Vinnie Bell's version of The World is Waiting for the Sunrise. Vinnie Bell's version of The World is Waiting for the Sunrise. They're mournful, I thought. A little bit mournful. Mm. 
Maybe, I don't know, maybe he was a little bit damp, because he is also, of course, the inventor of the underwater guitar. That's right, yes. As, as witnessed by his uh, sound many times. But yes. uh, I found that a tad mournful. I don't know why. Maybe he's been up all night maybe, waiting for the sunrise. Maybe, maybe he's maybe been waiting for a, quite a long time for the sunrise, yes. And that was from an album, well, it's available on uh, many albums, but it's also on Big 16 Guitar Favourites, mm. amongst others. And you'll hear Vinnie Bell's work, and a lot of his underwater guitar work on albums, by none other than Jean-Jacques Perret, of course. Hurrah! <laughs> Try and mention him every show. You are listening to Project Moonbase, and you can go to projectmoonbase.com if you want to see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And if you are on iTunes, please give us a, a nice review and click five stars. It really helps other people find the show. And goodness knows that would be good. Because <laughs> we feel like we're at the centre of a maze of amazing music. We are. We're at a maze in a maze of amazing music. And we want people in the maze. To be amazed by the amazing music. Planting maze? Eating maize, perhaps. Eating maize. Spooning maize into their mouths as they wander through a maze, listening to amazing music. And the only way they can do that, listeners, is if you go to iTunes and click five stars Mm. and perhaps give us a nice review. Then they might bump us up from the doldrums. We're currently languishing. If you want to find out when the next show is available, or if you want to get in touch with us, one of the ways you can do that is to go and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. It's new. It is. Yes, we, we do often have uh, even conversations with, with yeah, yeah. listeners. Sometimes extended dialogues. Well, yes. We thought, hello, they sort of speak to us and we all speak back to them. It's mm. amazing. It's almost as if we're friendly or human. And <laughs> you can do it too. It's listeners. just a front, really. We're approachable, or at least we seem to be. Now, we're going to, uh, I guess, something else we walk to do on every show, and we're certainly going to do it this week, is play something from the KPM Music Library label. And, and also, one of the one of the luminaries of that label, Alan Hawkshaw, at uh, Keyboard Maestro. But on this track, he's, he's moving slightly back from dominating the sound with his organ to kind of just a more of a big band arrangement of one of his tunes. Uh, you can get this on a compilation called Big City Suite and the KPM 1000 series compilation. And again, in fitting in with this week's theme, this is Alan Hawkshaw with a lovely easy breezy number, Sunshine Special.
Alan Hawkshaw's Sporty Sunshine Special. Mm. I feel like that could have been playing in the background as people were playing volleyball. Volleyball <laughs> or volleyball? Playing with a volleyball. Playing with a volleyball. <laughs> Eating a volleyball while playing volleyball. <laughs> Eating a volleyball while playing volleyball. <laughs> well done. <laughs> while probably saying some vows. <laughs> And other things that begin with these. Working right. on their vocabulary, for example. Who knows? <laughs> Alan, he's in a good mood, isn't he? He is, yes. Even though he wasn't tickling his organ. No. He was still powering through that oh, with was. some gusto. Great piece of music there. Wonderful. As always, from the great Alan Hawkshaw. The Hawk! The ho- <laughs> as I like to call him. Not the herb. Not the herb. But the Hawk. The Hawk. We'll be returning with a classic bit of sunshine pop, actually very shortly to listen. But first of all, we're going to saunter into the solarium of unnecessary news. Crops being ruined by bears? What to do? Why don't you build a terrifying scarecrow, or technically a scare bear? (laughs) Or robot. That is what a Turkish farmer has done to keep bears from destroying his crops. The robot wears a yellow sou'wester and a beard and makes car alarm sounds, presumably because he's half car alarm, and has a 25,000 volt taser in one hand, which it wildly swings around, zapping anything it touches. Since it has no intelligence, it can't actually tell the difference between a bear and anything else that gets in its way, so it's more than happy to shock you in the face if you uh, come close to it. Obviously, this sort of thing should be illegal. Building an autonomous shock bot... probably is illegal isn't it imagine there's a pile of wildlife is there just dead wildlife around this <laughs> well it's only tasering them slightly incapacitating them if you go to projectmemes.com you can follow a link to a video and watch this thing trying to attack a reporter <laughs> in other robot news a korean basketball team introduces the world's first robotic fans <laughs> A struggling South Korean Major League Baseball team has come up with a novel idea to boost players' morale. They're replacing human fans, well, they're not really replacing human fans, that's the problem, with robots called fanbots, all in a bid to improve the atmosphere at their matches. A promo video for fanbots, the world's first cheering robot, emphasises the emotions involved in watching a match. Fans of Hanwha Eagles also come to the stadium to cheer for their team, the video states. But those who cannot come to the stadium watch the game on the web or on their phones and cheer through commenting online but what if there's a robot cheering for those fans <laughs> yes good point video it's not easy being a fan of hanwha eagles most fans are subject to ridicule because the team's performance has not been great they have suffered 400 losses in the past five years fans of the team are regarded with sympathy they are even dubbed buddhist saints and hanwha chickens by fans of other teams <laughs> The humiliation has been so great that many fans don't feel like attending games anymore. Others simply do not have the time. But now, if Hanwha Eagles supporters aren't able to make it to the stadium, they can control a robotic (laughs) version of themselves through an online interface and even upload their photograph onto screens on the robot's faces as a a personal touch. How terrifying. The bots are designed to cheer, chant and even perform a Mexican wave. (laughs) According to an expert, the bots give fans a chance to attend matches making the stadium full which is quite important for players and professional clubs (laughs) fans reaction to the bots have been mixed some think it's a brilliant idea while diehard fans are dismissing it as a gimmick what happens if a robotic fan misbehaves joked football fan john hemmingham he doesn't sound very korean does he (laughs) no apparently he runs the famous england supporters brass band oh 
He said, what if they get aggressive, abusive, spill a drink? I can see it being fraught with danger. What if it sits in the wrong section? A robotic hooligan, exclamation point. He's really worked up about these robots. <laughs> Aside from the Hanwar Eagle, South Korea is in fact a powerhouse of international baseball. Well, there's only two countries playing, aren't there? I think so, yeah. They won the gold in the 2008 Beijing Olympics. There's baseball in the Olympics? Hey. Nobody else even knows about that. <laughs> The robots might be a good way to entice fans back to the stands, as the promo video says, the fans and the fan bots make victory together. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think we need some Project Moonbase fan bots? That's a good idea, in the studio while we're doing the show. Maybe. Yeah, cheering, cheering away. us on, yeah. Maybe right. equipped with tasers. <laughs> yeah, wildly cheering and sending electric sparks across the room. <laughs> what a great idea. Adorbs, new words added to the Oxford Dictionary. Oxford unveils new words. The official online Oxford Dictionary has added words to its vocabulary, including adorbs, vape, and YOLO. <laughs> These well-known slang words have been recognised by the dictionary because of their popularity and common usage. And this is what the OxfordDictionaries.com says. We don't mean to humble brag, but the August update of OxfordDictionaries.com is bare good and nailed on to interest and impress you. Throw an air punch or have a bro hug. Don't be cray and throw shade or show us the side eye. Be a baller and join the hyper-connected vocabulary fandom and read on to discover which new words from the world of popular culture, technology, the news and more have been added to Oxford Dictionaries. I'll give you a taste of a couple of them. Adorbs. That's mm -hmm. arousing great delight because of its cuteness or adorableness. Binge watch. Watching multiple episodes of a television programme in rapid succession. I do that with the ATM on VHS. <laughs> you do, yes. That's the only programme I've got. <laughs> Cray. That means crazy. Oh, yeah. don't know why it's any better than crazy. It just doesn't have a Z in it. Is it that difficult to say crazy? You always need a Z in a word, don't you? Bro hug. It's another term for a hug from a man. Mm. Maybe we could have one of those after the show's over with. Eh? Only if I get a taser. Bank of mum and dad. We can work out what that means. Yes. Humble brag. An ostensibly modest or self-deprecating statement whose actual purpose is to draw attention to something which one is proud of. Sneaky, isn't it? Mm. And uh, vape. Uh -huh. Meaning to inhale or exhale vapour produced by an electronic cigarette or similar device. Mm. I can think of another way to categorise all these words. Mm. Words banned on the moon. <laughs> Words that will never be spoken again. <laughs> you have been amazeballs. <laughs> YOLO. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that totally adorbs selection of news stories. There'll be more later on in the show. รักทำให้โลกเราเลิ่มลาบมาสิรักกันเกลียดกันมันเหมือนว่าให้ชีวาเรานั้นมืดมนมีใครบ้างไหมนะรักทำให้ปีปนลองหาคนใหม่ดู
รักทำให้โลกเราเลิ่มลามาสิรักกันเกลียดกันมันเหมือนว่าให้ชีวารองดันมือบนBisa there that uh, hopefully didn't disturb you too much that was the version of that uh, wonderful tune uh, Sunshine Day but uh, done in the Thai language by an artist simply called Don <laughs> don't have much to more to tell you about Don but we can tell you it comes from Thai Beat A Go Go Volume 3 no less uh, which you can get uh, certainly on CD and that album is worth getting if nothing else because it features a rather impressive pair of trousers on the front cover yeah stunningly pressed <laughs> exuberantly pressed <laughs> and the gentleman is wearing a sort of orange jumper and being flanked by a couple of um, go-go girls yes it's who he seems to be holding back trying to hold back well he's obviously they're obviously <laughs> so moved by his rendition of uh, that particular track yes. that they're out of control that's right Jolly, jolly stuff, isn't if it? You, yes, if you want to get that or any of the tracks that you hear on the, on any edition of the show if you just go to that show on projectmoonbase.com uh, usually you can find it either by the number or by putting a, a friendly URL in. In this case, it's going to be slash sun. Um, and uh, wherever possible, we try to make these tracks available via, either via Amazon, iTunes, or occasionally other sites such as Bandcamp. But if you want to purchase something else through Amazon, <laughs> we have an Amazon affiliate link. We do. If you go to projectmoonbase.com and go to the top right-hand corner of the screen, it just says Amazon there, and you can click on that and then purchase whatever you want. A cowboy hat, mm. a gallon of paint. A nice uh, nice freshly pressed pair of slacks, for example. Yeah, a pair of go-go boots, <laughs> white, knee length. Yes. Whatever you want. Ideal for doing the gardening, then, let's face it. <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything, no. and it helps keep the show moving along. 
Uh, it's probably about time we actually thank those of you who have done that. We are aware that uh, people are spending their hard-earned pennies through the website, uh, and uh, we in turn are receiving a tiny but a much appreciated uh, commission from Amazon. Yes, and if you if you do that, thank you very much. And some even donate to the show. I do. And if you go to projectmovies.com under each episode of the show, you will see three links where you can click on the, the buttons and donate a small amount. It just goes directly to us. You don't even have to go anywhere near Amazon. <laughs> That's right. We should perhaps mention one of our supporters who's been in touch recently to uh, express his uh, long, long serving. He's one of the more long serving listeners. I thought you were going to say long suffering. Long suffering listeners. <laughs> Being as he's been in listening to the show since uh, back in the days when we were on a certain local radio station, we're talking about Keith Simpson, no less. Thank you very much for your support over the years. And uh, we do worry about your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should mention also that uh, Keith actually runs a Japanese restaurant. If you ever happen to be in the Leith, Edinburgh area, and they have a website too. The restaurant is called Harajuku Kitchen, and that is the website too, harajukukitchen.co.uk. It looks amazing. It does. It looks like more like uh, jewels than food. Beautifully presented, and I'm sure delicious to taste. Well, this explains why a gentleman of this this level of taste and refinement... <laughs> Listens to this show. What an endorsement. <laughs> I don't know whether he's involved in any coercion, but apparently quite a few of the people actually work at the restaurant he's turned on to uh, Project Moonbase as well. So. Why would anybody need to be coerced into that? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> this is a cult, pure and simple. Now we're going to uh, proceed in a sunny vein with uh, a track from one of our favourite musicals, probably the, the musical we've featured most in terms of cover versions over the years, that being, of course, Hair. Hair! 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 <laughs> Probably more often than not, we play the most famous tune, being Aquarius, but we're going to play uh, another tune from uh, that album, but, uh, that being Let the Sunshine In, uh, recorded in 1969 by Moog specialist Mort Garson on an album of which was made up entirely of, of uh, covers of tunes from Hair called Electronic Hair Pieces. Let me see what he's done there. I do. <laughs> Um, sadly, that album, although it was, I think, for a while available as a reissue, it doesn't seem to be at the moment, but you can get quite a few of the tracks on it from it on uh, a compilation called Early Electronic Masterpieces. You can get this next track and a couple of other tracks from there. So, yeah, this is Maud Garson with the entirely electronic version of Let the Sunshine In. Yeah. 
satellites with a delightful track called Sunbeam and uh, containing an oboe. Friend of the bassoon. <laughs> yes. It's the sort of track that you could see in a sort of light comedy. It is, yeah. Somebody in pyjamas chasing a lady in a bikini or, <laughs> or something, and there'd be something involving a vicar. That's right. There's something of the Benny Hill about it, isn't there? A yes. little bit, a little bit. And uh, that was from Moondog and Suncat Suites, hmm. originally from 1956. And before that, Mort Garson and Let the Sunshine In. A bit of sinister. A very sinister. A sinister version yes. of Letting the Sunshine In. <laughs> the sunshine has never been quite so portentous as it was not, in that. Not really. No. Rendering. Mort, no. explain yourself. <laughs> Why do you fear the sun? I think Mort might be a vampire. Might be. One of the undead. Yes, you can get that uh, Kenny Graham uh, album on uh, the wonderful Johnny Trunk uh, Trunk Records. And the, I think, well, it's, it's basically a tribute to Moondog. The first half is made up of cover versions of uh, Moondog songs, and then they go off and do their own uh, imagined Moondog-esque tunes, most of which are in a kind of exotica vibe, except that one, which uh, is, it sort of stands out for being <laughs> somehow unrelated to anything that Moondog ever recorded. Well, OK. <laughs> They've reprinted on the... Uh, on the CD, the original liner notes for the album, there's quite a nice comment about uh, Kenny Graham. One of Britain's foremost jazz composers and arrangers, a large red-bearded, soft-voiced, strong man with a penchant for spending the greater part of his free time in a loose sweater, refusing to conform. Mm. <laughs> that could be written about you. <laughs> Except for me, it's a loose space cape. Yes, we're going to uh, proceed now in a, in a kind of chip-esque direction. Chip tune uh, is coming around the corner. <laughs> And this is a track, MC uh, Helios, that you uh, you identified. You I just saw it on the internet, and I'm not really sure how I came <laughs> across it. It was a chiptune cover version of a cover version of a cover. Yes, it's I think. quite a quite a deeply uh, buried uh, arrangement of a song, yes. Um, As you pointed out, the very, very original song this was based on hmm. had chip-esque elements in it. Yes. And then it was uh, covered again, more chippily. That's right. And finally, we have a sort of 100% chippy version of chip, it. Chip-chip, yeah. Um, originally, this is a tune by uh, an indie band, I think, called uh, Chromalodion. They, they wound up in 2007, but um, kind of 50-50 output, really, between cover versions of video game tunes done in a sort of rock style, but then their own original tunes, of which this is one. But they, they, even the original stuff kind of video game quality to it as well and so this chip band called martial art came along and did a kind of guitar and chip version so this next gentleman who seems to operate under the name of i'm a track man did his own even more pure chip version uh, recorded on the famicompo 
which was, a, I guess, an early uh, video game console. And uh, you can watch him switching it on in this video. <laughs> yeah, and then just watch a video of it doing very little. <laughs> doing very little, but it's, it's very charming indeed. So this is uh, I'm a Track Man with his cover of martial arts cover of Chromalodeon's Polygon Sun.
artist, noted for her bold and public use of yarn, practices extreme crocheting by covering entire rooms, statues, and even a four-coach train with yarn. Recently, Olek took her crocheting passion to new depths at the Underwater Museum of Art. Let that sink in, listeners. Which is located off the coast of Yucatan. She coated two bomb-like sculptures in yarn, or you could say she yarn-bombed them. Very good. I bet you that's been added to the OED's dictionary. Mm. Amaze balls. <laughs> they kind of are giant crocheted amaze balls. <laughs> in order to bring attention to the endangered whale sharks that live in the area. Or at least frighten them with huge crocheted balls. Yes. The museum is set on a coral reef, so Oleg used colours similar to the local corals. She was careful to use biodegradable yarn so that it would not pollute the sea as it breaks down. And if you go over to projectmoonbase.com, you can see photos of this giant thing. It's quite good because she's dressed in a sort of frogman outfit. <laughs> or frog person, frog I should person. say. Frog gender neutral. Frogmas. Gender neutral underwater frog thing and she's crocheting these enormous <laughs> she's actually doing, objects she's actually doing the crocheting underwater underwater crocheting yeah, yeah it's quite amazing it looks pretty impressive yeah. so if you go to projectmoonbase.com you can see a link to that you have a look see what you think stuck on roof sorry this is the note from a delivery firm his attempt to apologize to a homeowner who returned to find a parcel wedged into the guttering on his <laughs> house the driver left no explanation as to how the package ended up 20 feet above the door the note said, Today I called to deliver your parcel. Stuck on roof. Sorry. <laughs> Customer for Benjamin Ward. Still has no idea how it got up there. Company My Hermes quickly sent round a worker with a ladder to retrieve the <laughs> item. The confused customer has no idea how it got up there, but he alerted the company on Twitter, and his pictures chronicling the incident went viral. Viral! That's what everybody wants, isn't it? It is, yeah. As a result, the embarrassed courier company sent someone round with a ladder lickety-split. In fact, it was the same guy. Yeah. It was more funny than anything else, so I don't really want to make a big deal of it. They sent him back to get uh, it down with the ladder and say sorry. It was super awkward. <laughs> My Hermes um, spokesman said, This is unacceptable. We would like to apologise once again for the inconvenience. <laughs> After his initial tweet, Mr. Ward was flooded with messages asking what had happened, but he admitted he had no idea. Trying to throw it over the house, I think. I need a ladder. Maybe he thought he could get it down the chimney or something. But despite the poor service, he would say he would feel horrendously awkward if the delivery worker lost his job of the incident. <laughs> yes, after all, why should he be the only one to enjoy this method of delivery? <laughs> Warwickshire man nose pushes a Brussels sprout up Snowdon. <laughs> Stuart Kettle completed his challenge to push a Brussels sprout up Snowdon using his nose. This is meant the mountain, not Edward Snowden, isn't it? It's the mountain. He's in hiding, isn't he, somewhere? He's in Russia. He's yeah. from somewhere in Russia. <laughs> that wouldn't take long. <laughs> well, it depends whether he's cooperating <laughs> or not. <laughs> Stuart Kettle from Balsall Common in the West Midlands started out on Wednesday and reached the 1,085-metre, or 3,560 feet, summit in three days. <laughs> That is a while to be nudging a vegetable up a mountain, isn't it? The 49-year-old trained for his charity mission by pushing a sprout around his garden with his nose. Of course he did. Mr. Kettle said he selected a large sprout so it would not fall down a crevice. I'm glad, glad he was planning it thoroughly. He thought it out. Yeah. The aim was to collect at least £5,000 in sponsorship for Macmillan Cancer Support, but he does not yet know how much he has raised. Well, Let's hope after three days of pushing a sprout up Snowden, he's raised some money. 
It'd be terrible, wouldn't it, if he found out he hadn't put it <laughs> no on the sponsors. site. No sponsors. <laughs> oh, should have pressed send. People definitely think I'm mad, and I'm beginning to think it myself, he said. Mr. Kettle, who had previously raised money by staying inside a box for a week, I do that all the time, <laughs> said his latest challenge was the most uncomfortable yet. He wore a special face guard to protect as much of his skin as possible. I hurt my arms, my legs, my feet, my knees and my neck, he said. So that didn't work, did it? <laughs> I don't know what he did when he got to the top. It doesn't say. <laughs> did he eat the sprout? Yeah. Did he kick it down the mountain? Who knows? Well, presumably he was taking sleep breaks. I'd like to know what he did with the sprout when he was asleep. Shows the terribly cynical side of me, but I'd also like to know if there's any actual proof that he did this. Well... There's a couple of photographs of him <laughs> kneeling down, nuzzling a sprout, so I suppose that's that's going to have to do. You have been used. Docs. I think he has his canyon. Thank you, sir. For that very high-altitude selection of new stories, I'll be more on next week's show. self-described sensational sort of soul provided by Keith Roberts and his birds and brass. Just with a hint of babs in there. And you may, if you've had a very keen ear, and have detected the vocal stylings of one another than Barbara Moore on a tune there called Sunspot. And uh, Barbara Moore, who is a national treasure, let's she face is, it, yeah. still going strong <laughs> and uh, still available for a bit of arranging. She'll, she is, She yes. will arrange for, uh, you know, some remuneration. 
If you go to Barbara Moore, that's more with an E, .co.uk, you can probably communicate with her, can't you? Probably can, yeah. Get her to do a bit of arranging. I think like. I think she's even been persuaded. I think Lorraine Bowen recently got her up on stage to take part in one of her shows with Barbara Moore playing a bit of keyboard. I thought you were going to say female boxing. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Still actually. got a bit of fight in it. <laughs> I would like to see that, yes. That was a Sunspot, and we're going to bring the proceedings to a gentle close with a couple of tunes on the theme of the setting sun, dear listener. Starting with one of the greats of the organ world, playing his own organ, as it were. This is none other than Alan Haven playing the Haven organ and his uh, beautiful, sensitive rendition of that classic tune, Canadian Sunset.
the unmistakable silky noodlings of Alan Haven there on his very own organ. <laughs> Canadian Sunsets there from an album rather waggishly called Collector's Item. <laughs> Still, yes, he's not wrong. Featuring a picture of Alan on the cover posing with his organ, which is uh, quite quite extraordinary. It's stirring. It's it as is. impressive as it sounds. Oh yes, oh yes, very mm. much so. I have been DJ Ra. I hope you haven't got sunburned during this edition of the show, dear listener. I have been MC Helios, and I hope you've been staring into the sun. <laughs> We're going to leave you by playing uh, one of our favourite uh, Japanese uh, musicians or bands, that being Lonotone. Uh, last year they put out a couple of EPs themed around the seasons and uh, we're going to play a tune from their Summer Songs EP. And so this is Race Against the Sunset. Until next week, dear listener... Omitraya Namaha After a period in the blazing sun, scuttle into the darkness for next week's episode. 
moving shadows. <laughs>